0: This is the Best of the Adam Gold Show podcast brought to you by Coach Pete at Capital Financial Advisory Group. Visit us at CapitalFinancialUSA.com. Let's get to something that we probably should not have been too surprised to read or hear or see. And that is the transfer portal entering of MJ Morris at NC State. Corey Smith, PACBRA, excuse me. First day, new lips pack pride joins us here on the Adam gold show. Uh, so which shocked face emoji did you use when you heard the news that uh, MJ Morris was heading out the door? <laughs>
1: uh, it was the, uh, it was actually the, the gif of a uh, surprise, but not really. Um, I mean, this was, you know, obviously this was kind of a, a known thing for a while. I think, You know, the perception initially that that they had put out there was, you know, the parents believed that there was a chance that he could, you know, return. And I guess maybe he thought the same thing. But, uh, yeah, you know, there there was never really any chance that that MJ Morris is going to be able to go back in that locker room and and earn that starting job back uh, after, you know, essentially – I'm not gonna say he quit on the team, but you know, stepped away from his starting duties for the final three games and then sat back and watched as Brendan Armstrong was, you know, running the offense more efficiently yeah. in the last three games. As well
0: <laughs> he Brendan Armstrong became the, the quarterback that they thought that they were getting at the beginning of the season. It just took him uh like four games of not starting to finally get to that point. Corey Smith from Pack Pride is joining us here on the Adam Gold Show. Look, I don't know if this was the plan all along for MJ Morris. I really, I really don't. But do you think that, with it, as as it pertains to the players, that he couldn't go back and be the starter there, or was it the coaching staff? Dave Doran seemed, I mean, bewildered and then dismissive of MJ by the end.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think there was some frustration. The, the players and the staff, obviously the staff hasn't said anything publicly, and, and the players haven't either. Most of them have been, uh, you know, pretty nonchalant about it, you know, when, when asked um, or, you know, when it's uh, in, any kind of, uh, you know, direct, uh, questions that are, you know, indirectly thrown their way. Obviously the comment about, uh, you know, Brendan Armstrong being a, a grown-ass man was the word that was used <laughs> or the phrase that was used for him was, you know, kind of seen as like, yeah, hey, you know, he's he's stepping up and doing what he needs to do uh, in this situation. And, you know, yes, I, I think the the concern was more so about the fact that, you know, when you're, you're stepping away from your team and you've got guys in that locker room, uh, I think of particularly Peyton Wilson. Uh, you think of other guys that are, you know, that have been with the program for years. Jalen Scott that's waited for – you know, five years to get his starting job. And, and he did the absolute most with it that he could for a player to just say, hey, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to sit out these last three games. Uh, just not a, you know, not a good vibe within that locker room.
0: Corey Smith from Pack Pride is joining us here on the Adam Gold Show. I mean, I guess the natural question is, who's next? Well, not, not into the portal, but <laughs> under center uh, or in the shotgun or the pistol for NC State. I want to clarify the question.
1: Yeah. Well, you know, the the question is now, who do you go out and get in the portal? And um, I think that's going to be the obvious uh, question mark here is they're going to probably, I would say, if not just add one, potentially two, because you need to at least go out and, and have a competition right now. Mm-hmm. You know, you have Lex Thomas, who's waiting in the wings, the only scholarship player that, that you have confirmed back for next year. They also have a guy in Cedric Bailey uh, that is committed to NC State right now. But uh, he just recently picked up an offer from Miami, He's a Mm -hmm. Florida quarterback, a kid that's you know, played with a a current Miami uh, player that's committed to their program as well. So there's potential for for him to flip his uh, commitment. And you you hope that this makes it more attractive to come to NC State and and have a chance to compete right away for a guy like Cedric Bailey. But uh, we'll see what, what the future holds for him. You know, right now I would say you have to at least go out and, and look to add at least one transfer quarterback right now. And then if you find out that Bailey is not coming, uh, to, to go out and add a second one and, and try to see if you can uh, flip somebody else to have a another young quarterback in that room that you can develop for the future too.
0: Matt Rule, uh, former – Failed head coach of the Carolina Panthers now about to fail as the head coach of Nebraska says that a good quarterback costs one to two million dollars in the transfer portal. Can NC State afford that? I'm being somewhat facetious, but um, obviously the portal matters.
1: Yeah, I don't know that I necessarily believe that it's going to be. You know, based on based on what we've heard from. And you know, look, last year's money is not this year's money. So I'm not saying that he's not telling the truth, but uh, I think maybe for the the starting caliber of you know some programs, they would they'd be willing to give you know one to two million. Uh, But I think in you know when it comes to NC State, it's probably going to be still pretty expensive. But I don't know that you put it in that ballpark (laughs) Uh, for NC State right now. You're you're probably going to go with the you know the the Louisville uh, game plan going into this offseason, as opposed to going with, you know, trying to find that surefire number one guy right away uh, for NC state, you're probably going to look for, like I said, two guys that, that are going to compete uh, for the starting job, as opposed to saying, all right, this is our guy. Uh, we're giving him the starting job, similar to how you did Brenner Armstrong in the offseason. So uh, I just, I think it's going to be a little bit of a different strategy for NC state this offseason. Now, could they end up spending that much money on, on two quarterbacks because you need to have, you know, two guys that are competing potentially, but I, I definitely don't think it's going to be in that, you know, that one to $2 million range for, for one quarterback.
0: Yeah. Matt, Matt rules, just trying to clown himself. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and, and then he came out at right after that and he said, no, no, we're, we're an old school program. We're going to build, uh, we're going to recruit and we're going to build and grow. And like, uh, yeah, you're going to win five games a year, Matt, and you know it. Uh, but. He
1: He's trying to lengthen his career there uh, and saying that we're, we're building something. We're not going to be, you yeah. know, right away because then if he doesn't, then he's out the door.
0: Yeah, they're, uh, they're not going, going to win more than seven games uh, at Nebraska. And, and honestly, that might be the ceiling for that problem. Re- real quick before I ask you about a couple of players who uh, are not going to enter, enter the transfer portal for real, um, is there? do you get the sense that there's going to be any other uh, you know, significant player attrition off NC State's roster beyond those that are going to the NFL?
1: Yeah, there's been a few guys that we've heard, and obviously I'm not going to share names right. because you don't want to put that out there in the world that they're going to just do it, um, and then they don't, and then all of a sudden there's a, a bad image of that player that they were planning on, you know, in some people's eyes, quitting on the team or something along those lines. A lot of these guys are going for different situations. You know, the big ones so far that have gone in, uh, have been uh, you know da- a guy like uh, C.J. Clark just entered earlier today, uh, and that was a-, a guy that's been a starter for NC State for the last several years. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was he was a starter back in 2021 before he lost uh, before he went down with a season-ending injury and then lost his job to, to Corey Durden, yeah. uh, the transfer for Florida State. He was the starter all year this past year. They do have depth at the defensive line position, but that's that was a pretty big loss. Uh, for NC State have heard that there's a big NIL package out out there for them, for him, uh, and he might want to play in a different system as opposed to a three down lineman system. So those are things that, that might've alert him away from NC State. Uh, and then Jakeem Harris, the guy that went down after five plays this season, he was the starter going into the year at the safety spot. Uh, he's entered the transfer portal. Um, so, you no, know, there, there's been a couple guys and then there's other rumors out there of, of some others that, uh, might into the transfer portal and they might shock some people, but at the same time, NC State and you know the, the collectives as well are, are trying to do everything they can to make sure those things don't happen.
0: Yeah, and keep uh, keep Casey Concepcion. Uh, all right, final yeah. thing: Peyton Wilson. You're, this is another. Uh, here's my shock face. Uh, defensive Player of the Year in the ACC was pretty close to Jordan Travis, which I I didn't think he would get as close. He did. I'm proud of the people who voted. Uh, Because they went away from necessarily going, oh, best team, who's the quarterback? Uh, It's kind of like the Heisman Trophy. But uh, quick thoughts on Peyton Wilson.
1: Yeah, I mean, the season that he's had has been unbelievable. Uh, You know, obviously the the story on him, everything that he's gone through, whether it was, you know, uh, tearing his ACL before he, he, he comes to NC State, missing the first season, missing the second season due to those injuries. Uh, What he's done on the field for NC State has been unbelievable. And then this year, you know, (laughs) I mean, he had had ridiculous stats already when he was healthy, uh, but you really got a chance to see what he was capable of this year. And and I think one of the big reasons for all the ACC Player of the Year voting, I I don't know that there's been a more impactful player in the ACC for his team. So I know it's not a most valuable player award, but I don't know that you could – you could pinpoint one player that's been much more impactful for their team than what uh, Peyton Wilson has been this season. They've won with the defense. Peyton Wilson has been the leader for not only his defense, but the entire team all season long. Uh, the things that he has done is unreal. Uh, 138 tackles, I believe is what he's at that's now. Crazy. The numbers keep changing every week, obviously. Uh, and then 15 and a half tackles for loss. Uh, all the sacks are the two in, or three, two interceptions he had this year, or no, actually three now guess yep. the past week of Drake May, and then uh, returning one for touchdown. I wouldn't be surprised if he wins at least one of these three national awards as well. And Nagurski kind of kicks things off on Monday. Uh, that's the best defensive player in the country. Uh, and then two others as well uh, with the, you know, the Benarik Award. Um, and then um, I'm blanking on one here. I, I, it's the, one of the bigger ones too, but three different <laughs> awards that he's up for. I would not be surprised if he wins at least one of those three, if not multiple too.
0: Corey Smith, Pack Bride, R. Corey Smith on Twitter. I appreciate your time, man. Uh, Thank you, and we'll talk again soon. All right. Thank you so much. Have a good one, Adam.